What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and this is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast. And if you haven't been paying attention, well, spoiler season is upon us, and I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, didn't we just have jumpstart spoilers? Yes. Yes, we did. And then you're, some of you might be thinking, wait a minute, didn't we just have Core 21 spoilers? Yes. Yes, we did. And some of you who have lives and day jobs and don't spend all of your time looking at magic cards and really obsessing over this game might be thinking, wait a minute, didn't we just get Ikoria spoilers? And you know what? You wouldn't be too far off, to be honest, because holy cow are these things coming out fast. Personally, I love it because I'm trying to start, you know, a content creation um, ecosystem all with my silly face on it. And uh, it gives me a lot to talk about. So that's nice. However, it's really tough to keep up. So we are doing spoilers for Double Masters. Now, it's kind of funny. I was explaining this to my wife earlier today, and I was talking about how, yeah, they're coming out with a set that it's all reprints. You know, it's spoiler season for this, this all reprint set. It was funny. She's like, wait a minute. So there are no new cards. So what are they spoiling? And I got to admit, like the simplicity of that question really caught me off guard and I absolutely loved it. Um, and then, of course, I got to explain. It's like, well, which cards are being included? And, you know, like, so which ones are going to drop in price, you know, going forward on the secondary market, which I know as far as Wizards is concerned, Hush Hush doesn't exist. But come on, um, you know, had to, that conversation and I got to explain it to her. And it makes, you know, it makes sense. It's not like this is a silly product by any means. I just love how from the outside looking in spoiler season for a reprint set seems kind of silly. But the truth is, it is really cool to see what cards Wizards is investing in and which ones they've identified um, have reached a really high price threshold um, and which ones they're going to address with these reprints. And the one that I wanted to talk about specifically and really dive into today is Cyclonic Rift because they have proved that, you know, they've recognized that Cyclonic Rift is one that was on their target list. And on top of that, they're giving it a full pretty alternate art treatment um, and double masters is proving to be an interesting rather controversial topic in the way that they're hand handling alternate art um, and it, it's a very intriguing uh, situation because if you haven't been paying attention they have some products that are going to be VIP boosters as they're called which are going to be a hundred dollars a piece for a single booster pack now that booster pack is going to be loaded to the gills to be fair however the the opportunity cost is going to be really, really high because you're, you have a handful of rare and mythic slots in those boosters and they're going to be special alt arts and foils. So, okay, that's neat. But at the same time, like, you know, if you get a Cyclonic Rift in there, you're not mad if you are a commander player. Now, if you're a modern player who is really hoping to get their hands on a Karn Liberated and a Jace the Mind Sculptor and you open a Cyclonic Rift in one of the Urza lands, you're going to be really, really pissed uh, because the variance, the difference is so huge. Meanwhile, if you crack one of those packs and you get a Karn Liberated and a Jace the Mind Sculptor, you're going to be over the moon because you spent $100 and in two cards got about $200 worth of value. That's in, in cards that are going to retain their value unless Wizards just prints the ever-loving snot out of them for the next, like, two years, which isn't going to happen. Um, you know, we've never seen that, or at least I can't think of an example where we've seen cards get reprinted to death to a point where something as powerful 
as a Jace the Mind Sculptor is truly just not worth much. And the reason that I wanted to talk about Cyclone, okay, so that's kind of an overview, kind of my thoughts about Double Masters and how they're going to be doing these products. So just to give you a little bit of context as to what we're going to dive into here. So I love the fact that the Cyclonic Rift is included um, because it is a commander staple. As far as I know, it doesn't really see play in Modern uh, or Legacy because it's just a little too expensive for those formats. It just doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, in Commander, it is an absolute bomb. So if you're not familiar, Cyclonic Rift is an instant for one and a blue return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. Now, if we were to stop there, you'd be like, wait a minute, so it's a crappy boomerang? Um, and yes, however, let's go ahead and continue. It also has overload for six and a blue. And overload is the is it mechanic from Return to Ravnica that says you may cast this spell for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing all instances of target with each. So, if you pay seven for this spell, instead of getting a card that says return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand, it says return each non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. So what this allows you to do is on a board of four other people, you get to bounce every single permanent that is in play that is not yours. So that is incredibly powerful. It is the like one of the biggest asymmetrical board wipes that exists in Commander. And on top of that, the overload cost only costs one blue. So if you have access to blue in your color identity, there is no reason not to run this unless you specifically don't want to run it because of the feel bads that it's going to give your play group, which in Commander is a legitimate reason. So if it's just a matter of power level and just trying to find the best board wipe for the situation, Cyclonic Rift is a number one with a bullet. It's almost impossible to think of a better board wipe. Um, and as a result, if you're playing in a competitive EDH situation, or if you're playing in like a high-powered casual EDH situation where you're not full-on like CEDH, but you're really just you know, you and your playgroup have been known to kind of take the gloves off every now and then and pull out some, some pretty nasty uh, nasty action. Cyclonic Rift definitely qualifies. It, it fits into that um, archetype or that play style very, very well. Um, yeah, it's just crazy popular. And as a result, it's been reprinted a handful of times, but it's never been reprinted enough. And the value on it has been creeping up and up and up and up and up. And last I really checked on it, it was around a $50 card. So this is no joke. For one little strip of cardboard, 50 bucks is an awful lot. But the truth is, with Commander staples, Commander players, which I can speak to from personal experience, really love deck building. You know, And so building a lot of decks is something that all Commander players find themselves wanting to do. And I've seen some other folks out on social media and some folks in my Discord server, which... Link in the description below, by the way, if you wanted to join the conversation. Um, we talk a lot about the different decks that we're building, and we all love to build a lot of decks. And so if in every single deck that has access to blue, you're going to want to throw a Cyclonic Rift, if you're an average commander player, you have three, five, ten commander decks, how many of those are going to be blue? Probably a number of them, or at least have blue in them. And so if every single commander player, on average, say, I'm going to be conservative and say every commander player is going to want two of these on average, um, or even if they only want one and are willing to move it between the different decks, which is a huge pain, but hey, you know what, for 50 bucks, I'm willing to have a little bit of a headache in between games. But so if every single commander player wants one of these, we're talking tens, if not hundreds of thousands of players. Like, 
if not actually isn't millions of players at this point like it might be and that's insane and the other thing about commander players is it's tough to get numbers on them because it's a casual format um so this is just it's one of those cards that the the demand on this is through the roof and so the fact that they're reprinting it is excellent and i love the fact that they're reprinting it twice so they have the version that i have here on screen which is an alternate art version which shows an is it mage and i love the flavor text on this it says oh that's what that switch does and it's it's just perfect and the the theme the kind of the flavor of cyclonic rift and this was this was in ravnica it's with the is it league which if you're not familiar they're these tinkerers kind of the mad scientists on ravnica which incidentally enough if i'm not mistaken they were also like the civic engineers like say they're also the ones doing like the plumbing and you know the electrical wiring and all that fun stuff but in any event they were just they are the red and blue um guild and so when you think of those two colors they impulsively invent stuff and so they tinker and experiment with all kinds of weird things and so the idea of stuff just exploding when is it's around it's like yeah, okay that makes sense because they were pushing the boundaries pushing the limits and just going for it and so the idea with cyclonic rift is well they went for it and went a little too a little too hard so they've they're giving Cyclonic Rift the full art treatment, which is great. I think this as a box topper, like special edition, makes a lot of sense. Given how in demand it is and given how much people like to bling out their commander decks, give somebody a blinged out version of Cyclonic Rift and that isn't necessarily just the foil from the original printing, which, I mean, those are also great, of course. But they're also printing the regular version that is going to be in the non-vip boosters and yeah so there we go it, it still exists it's still here they're going to be reprinting the more the the playable game piece at the rare slot in the standard booster packs of double masters now it's still a master set those packs are still going to be 17 dollars. however in each one of them you are getting two rares so that is a significantly higher value than a lot of other booster products that are out there so it's one of those things where there's a little bit of sticker shock when you first look at the price of a pack of Double Masters. But in the end, I think the value is actually there. Like, I feel like investors are looking at it going like, eh, that's about right. That's not a bad deal. Um, and when it has staples like Cyclonicraft in it, you're going to, like, th these are going to be valuable. Absolutely. You have things like the Tron Lands at Common in this set. And the thing is, like, the Tron Lands, when I came back to the game, like, what, two years ago now, I dug up, actually, a, I had a play set of the Tron Lands from 8th edition. I ended up selling um, all of them for, like, I want to say, like, $30, $40. Like, I think they were, like, yeah, they were a number, like, I don't know, I got a decent little chunk of change for them. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a handful of dollars for, you know, a couple strips of cardboard that were uncommon at the time. Because that deck is so popular across so many formats. And so the idea that even that is at the common slot. Like, you're going to see some real bangers in this set. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they're going to be reprinting. Um, some of them, to be fair, that they've spoiled so far, have been a little a little lackluster but at the same time some of that's to be expected not every single rare is going to be an amazing beautiful chase rare they just aren't that's just the nature of the game but the fact that cyclonic rift is included i think is an excellent indicator that commander is going to be taken care of they've also included uh, another card that i would be remiss if i didn't bring it up and that is um and pardon me on the on the youtube feed here i know my screen is not doing the 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 most fun of things however um this is unscripted and unedited like these podcasts always always are and so that would be 
the one and only Jace the Mind Sculptor. This guy's going to be coming back. And if you aren't familiar, Jace the Mind Sculptor has been around, um, well, for freaking ever. Um, not actually, I, to be honest, I, I don't even remember the exact first set that he showed up in but this guy is a modern and legacy staple and if you're wondering why you clearly have never read the card only because it does every single thing you want blue to do it's one of the most powerful planeswalkers ever printed the only one that i have heard um rival this is oko and that's the and that one is pushed by design it's really hard and i suppose you could probably argue ren and six is up there too but what chase the mind sculptor is it costs four it has four abilities so homeboy has four abilities Plus two, look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card at the bottom of that player's library. So you can just scry for who, on, from anyone on the table. You can dictate what your opponents draw, basically, with that. That alone, that's its plus. And if you're not familiar with Planeswalker abilities, that means that's its weakest ability. And it's plus two. Oh my goodness. So then, it also has a, he also has an ability for zero. Draw three cards, then put two cards on... Uh, from your hand on top of your library in any order and if you're not familiar that is brainstorm which is a spell that is so powerful it is banned in a handful of formats it is crazy good um and that's just its zero ability you can just do that every single turn when jace is out just because then he has a negative one return target creature to its owner's hand you can do that three times without upticking him ladies and gentlemen just throwing that out there and then negative 12 which, let's be honest, you're probably never going to hit that unless you're the kind of guy who drops Jay's, the Mind Sculptor in a commander game uh, amongst friends. Because, um, I don't know, I don't know why you would do that, but, I mean, hey, it's out there. Exile all cards from target player's library, then that player shuffles their hand into their library. So you're stripping someone of their hand, and their entire hand becomes their library. Now, if, they are, if they're hellbent, if they have no cards in hand, that just means their library's gone. It's just completely gone. At that point, you can just pass the turn and win. Now, that, like I said, that is a negative 12, so the chances of you actually hitting that are so astronomical, but you really don't care. The amount of value that you can get on those three other abilities makes that all just like a crazy meme. Like, that's an achievement unlocked moment if you want to jank your way to hit that thing. And that's the thing. Jace has something for everyone. This card is possibly the greatest. Like, this card is arguably the best Planeswalker ever printed, period. And he's going to be showing up. He's in this set. So you better believe people are going to be cracking packs to find this guy. And on top of that, Jace is going to have an uh, a um, an alternate art version. Well, it's actually not an alternate art. That's the funny thing. It's the same art, however, uh, it's going to be borderless. Or the extended art, or whatever they're calling this version of the of the frame. So it's pretty cool because, I mean, it's, it is very iconic art. So it makes sense. And you better believe, like, one of these, shortly after this set drops you are going to see these going for probably at least $100 at least look back within a year I actually I suspect I'm calling it now if in July of 2021 how about on a TCG player or card kingdom whatever your retailer retailer of choice is and take a look at the prices for this thing. I I bet you at least one of these with the alternate border is going to be 250 bucks. And to be honest, I feel like that's a conservative estimate. These things are going to be worth a mint because this card is amazing, it is playable, and this is a limited edition, prime, just prime primo version of this card. And so, yeah, so I, I think this is going to be... Jace the Mind Sculptor is going to be the big one out of this set, I believe. Now, there may be some other ones that we're going to see. We've seen Atraxa, we've seen Blightsteel Colossus, we've seen Mana Crypt. All of these are freaking bonkers. And there's more to come, guys. And so I'm going to be showing off some highlights of those as we go. Um, 
yeah, and these have been two today, two of, the, of like the biggest, bombest blue cards that we could possibly ask for. And Wizards just kind of started the started the spoiler season off with these. So I gotta say, I'm impressed. I'm excited. I am looking forward to what we have. What else we have in store? So thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. I appreciate you. If you want to, if you would like to request a specific card for this show, feel free to do so on Twitter at Hawks42, or um, you can hit me up on Discord. The link in the description of this uh, this podcast or video, depending on however you're listening to it. And um, you can also catch me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/HamHawks42. So thank you so much for hanging out, and I will catch you next time.